One thing I do hear from people is that whenever they open our podcast in their podcast player, they're like, fuck, there's so many new episodes. So I think we should just go down to one a week. A longer one? Maybe do like three or four questions, yeah. Maybe they should just be more diligent about listening to new episodes when they come out, you fucks. (laughs) Possibly, but also it'd be a lot easier for us to put out one a week instead of two. Well, whatever's easier for us, that's, that's what counts. So in honor of late Pride Month, <laughs> yeah. wait, was it in June? Bel- in belated celebration of Pride Month. Which was almost a month ago. Correct. <laughs> um, you see, folks, we just, we queue up these questions and we don't know when we're going to record them. Yeah. So um, we're a little late on this one. But the question is, can you rate dudes as a dude? As far as attractiveness? Yeah, like how's your how's your judge of hotness on the same sex? Okay, so I think it's pretty good. Um, but then I watched The Bachelorette with my wife and her friends, and they disagree with me <laughs> yeah. about a lot of things. Totally. I was I'm in the exact same boat. Yeah. Like I think I think I know what attractive is. Yeah. And like, I would be able to rate most dudes, but like, it's, it, it's apparently way off to what, like how girls yeah. see faces or something. I think women are just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. As in, in most things in life, but no, like we, I, like we can all agree like Brad Pitt or Jason Momoa is hot. Yeah. And like, and we're in agreement with the females on that. But it's when we get to the slightly middle of the road area, yeah, that things start going every yes. which way that I don't understand. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you. I I agree fully. Um, do you remember the OK Cupid blog, um, where they would talk about like the statistics of their website? This was like vaguely. So this was like early internet ish, but they would. Um, was that when they revealed like how shitty short guy stats are? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and all, all kinds of stuff like that. And they stopped doing it after they got bought by Match, probably because Match was like, this is not like, this You're is not going to end people. well. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it, it was awesome. And one of the things that they found is that the the average rating of a man by a woman is like way low. Like, all dudes are way low on their one to ten scale, and then the very hottest are tens, and then everyone else is like a one. There's no spread. The middle ground yeah. is just yeah. demolished. There's no spread at all. So, like, <laughs> that's probably part of why we don't understand, or like, we're confused by what women okay. think of men. Yeah, maybe because they ha- it's like binary. Like, there's no. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's because we're just so much more? open to fucking things <laughs> yes <laughs> i do think that that's why like yeah. i and i don't know like when i see a, a girl that is not necessarily attractive i will often like try and pick out something that i do think is attractive <laughs> yeah. and better how can i and, make this work yeah for me? i thought i was just being like nice and kind <laughs> but i think you're right i think it's just like we need to find something to get <laughs> <laughs> i'll find a way yeah as louis would say <laughs> yeah so like i don't know that that okay cupid blog post was like a little bit eye-opening for me because 
you have to be the cream of the crop or you're just meh. Like there's nothing, <laughs> there's no in between. Right. That sucks. Yeah. But then there's also the factor of like you can you can make yourself attractive to women, which guys don't really have that power a, a lot or it doesn't work the other way around like a lot of the time. Like right. if a girl's ugly and she has whatever skills or like really high self-confidence or something it's really hard to bring her around to fuckable (laughs) i don't know if i necessarily agree with that but okay where it's hard it's definitely harder okay whereas you can be just a bald fat dude and have either just incredible swag yeah swagger or or something extreme intelligence charming funny yeah money exactly all these things (laughs) can can factor back into your hotness yeah. somehow in their brain well yeah that's the thing is like most <laughs> you're drinking beer loudly on mic. was that a good um, glug it was a good glug um most women are still with a guy so if they all if if okay cupid stats are true and they're like they don't find most men attractive or like Right. I don't know. Then on average, the average woman is it's, dissatisfied yeah. with the level of attractiveness. Yeah, so they can get past how meh their boyfriends and husbands are mm-hmm. with skills or funniness or whatever. So right. that's very hopeful for men because you don't necessarily need to be attractive. Like they'll rate they'll rate you poorly on the attractive scale. And like you you <laughs> they so they still know you're ugly. Yes. They're just you just have to live with that yeah. and realize that you have other things to offer. Right. But the question was, can you rate men's attractiveness? And I think men are better at it than women. Like, I honestly <laughs> think maybe that's the case. We're actually more objective. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's probably fair. I mean, I've I've never doubted the fact that I can rate dudes. It's just that my rating system seems to be <laughs> so, very dude-oriented. <laughs> it's like so incorrect. Do you, does it bother you when, like, this question has come up, I'm sure, in your life at some point. Like, does it bother you when someone says, like, I I can't read dudes, man. Like, that's, like, they think it's gay or they just, they just pretend, like, their brain just won't go there. It does bother me. I think it's an old-fashioned attitude and also wrong. Like, you can tell. You're being so, I don't know. I don't even know the word, but, like you're just so afraid to to suggest that you might yeah find a dude attractive yeah that's toxic masculinity right there <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> if, if you won't admit to wanting to suck some dick that's toxic toxic masculinity you just choked on the word toxic do you have a dick in your mouth at the time <laughs> i wish man i fucking wish this episode is brought to you by corona I want to see if I can get a glug glug on the mic, right? That's good. I think you lost your lime, though. <laughs> Fuck. Sweaty. Yeah, you should be, because these are... My, my next questions on my list are very serious, so we'll see how we do with these. Ugh, get out the sponge for okay. a bath. <laughs> this first one's been on my list for a while. And I think I've been too afraid to have it be out there in the world. So 
Oh no. Let's just try it. What is your worst quality? Uh I don't know. How do I pick? They're all <laughs> so bad. I'll start. Um I think well, first of all, I don't know if you can pick your own worst quality. I think you you might have to have someone else pick it for you because unless you're very self-aware yeah but first of all procrastination has always been a big issue of mine like okay i will put things off for whatever reason like i it's so hard for me to start things until the deadline is looming yeah and that's like never been advantageous (laughs) in my (laughs) life (laughs) although in like college and stuff it did give me a lot of free time and i still passed with flying colors so maybe that's where it came from i don't know yeah i have the same problem of putting things off and the problem it's always been for me that it's never like mattered enough yeah to like actually make me learn yeah and it's i mean it's probably contributed to me developing this nihilistic (laughs) attitude towards everything but yeah, like people would always tell you you have to study beforehand or you have to do the assignment, start yeah. the assignment a week out from the due date. And I never would. Yeah. And I'd still get an A. Yeah. And then here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, like that's the classic, I feel like that's the classic pattern that becomes a procrastination problem is like it's still worked out. Yeah. Too, too smart early on. Yeah. Equals lazy later on yeah and like i am not calling myself smart today (laughs) by any means no me neither like i i could have been smart if i applied (laughs) yeah if i was less procrastinating with my younger smartness yeah yeah exactly it's too late now yeah what about um practicing things like um like instruments and stuff I have like a super OCD practice ethic that when I just, when I really get into something, I, I do it way too much, Yeah, which is, it's not really any better than like neglecting to practice. Cause then I'll do it so much that I do it wrong or, right. yeah. <laughs> or do it till I hate it. Yeah. I also get obsessive with things and like whether it be an idea or like learning how to do a specific thing on an instrument or whatever so i feel like that counteracts the procrastination sometimes but also isn't like you said isn't isn't necessarily good like Uh because it might not be a valuable thing but i'll just like want to want to get real good at that one small thing yeah like the other day i was playing uh mario kart time trials and um we had a friend staying with us at the time and she was like what are you doing? Like what? This is the dumbest. You're just, (laughs) you're just racing yourself over and over and over and over. Like, yeah, bitch. (laughs) You've been doing this for almost an hour. Like it's the same track. And I'm like, yeah, I'm shaving milliseconds off (laughs) every time. (laughs) Yeah. Parents and women just don't understand. (laughs) Well, I've read, I've read before that men are far more likely to, do that to like whether it's a game or whatever like practice something over and over and over like obsessively until yep. they get good at it okay and i guess a lot of women don't have that like they don't they don't care to do that and that i feel like that was a really good example because she was just like i don't get 
why <laughs> it's like is it fun like what is the and i'm like it is a little fun like every time i shave a millisecond off it's it's an accomplishment it's, and it's fun in a way but it's also anti-fun <laughs> not to do it it's yeah it's the more important side <laughs> yeah exactly i feel a small voice eating at me <laughs> when those milliseconds are still on the table yeah i like you just i don't know you just want to get really really good at one odd thing yeah yeah sometimes i carve a, a deep trench in my brain and just can't get out of it yeah for a long time but hmm okay what's my worst quality I would say it's probably like have you have you know the saying that um comparison is the thief of thief joy. of joy yeah. yeah that's that's my whole existence I just yeah I get jealous comparative yeah envious I leads to a lot of unhappiness I definitely have that problem as well um and I think I think social media exacerbates it by oh, a lot. <laughs> social media is the jet fuel of comparison. Yeah. The comparison engine. And like, it's so unhealthy because you get mad at these people who don't know you. You don't really know them. They're just, you know, posting things on Twitter about their success or whatever. And like, I'm like, oh, you dick. Like, you. <laughs> And I don't know if they don't deserve it or do or what, but yeah. I just I just want it and I know I didn't get there. So yeah. the the why not me mentality only serves to make you sad. Like there's no there's no end to it. When you get into it, there's always gonna be yeah. someone above and yeah. it just never ends. So can't, do you think can't the think people like that. <clears throat> do you think the people who are the best in the world at something are relieved of that though no <laughs> no dude they're the most tortured by that but they're because but they, what, if they're ranked number one like is it not over well no well here's multiple reasons why not like first of all you know that that's in them like there was a time when they weren't yeah number one yeah so it took all of that to get to number one yeah so you know that that's that beast is alive and well in their psyche yeah so i'm not sure that when you reach the top you ever even believe you're the top for one right like do you, do you so you don't think there's anybody who's reached number one in something and like hung their hat up with pride <laughs> and been like i've done oh it. i'm sure there is and <laughs> i envy that person and i hate them even yeah. more <laughs> and they're the worst yeah but you can get to the top and not believe you've made the top or you can just, you can reach the top and then live in constant fear of being overthrown. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know. I, I kind of doubt that any of them once overthrown are like, well, you know, I, I did it and I had it for a bit and it's okay. Like they're, yeah, they're just super sad. <laughs> Honestly, the the best person I've heard talk about this is Mike Tyson who, who's right. just like i don't care anymore about being the champ like once like that is yeah. so over for me yeah like i've totally removed myself from like the identity of a boxer yeah you kind of i feel like you kind of have to to be healthy yeah if you're i don't know if you have a goal and especially if you hit it 
Like you got to be like, okay, yeah. I put that on my shelf now and, mm. and it's over. But like you said, I, I don't think that a lot of people who get there are capable of that. And like it, for some people, like that's their whole thing. Like their whole existence to live is climbing that whatever yeah. ladder. And yeah. then when they reach the top, it can be like an existential crisis. Right. Yeah. It's well, I mean, it's like that with anything that you make your identity though. Like even, even people who have diseases sometimes make the disease their identity and then when they're cured, they're sad. Yeah. Like a totally. lot of, a lot of cancer patients go through like, uh, I don't know, a, a, a small depression after they're cured. Cause uh-huh. they're like, now what do I do? Like my whole yeah. life was on, on this track. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what do you do to cure that in yourself though is is there a way or do you are you just burdened by it forever? i think i think you just got to go live in africa for like <laughs> a week <laughs> yeah and then you'll be so much more thankful like every time i go on vacation like the week that i come back i'm like oh what a beautiful great country to live in <laughs> can uber eats whatever the fuck i want Uber I, Eats is the thing yeah. that, that makes you satisfied. I got hot water right up there. Yeah. I got fucking can drive a car around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't I think that's a really hard hard beast to conquer. Um I feel like procrastination is uh is one that we have more tools to try to work around in life than yours, <laughs> which is more existential and much well much the, more difficult the tools for learning to work on your procrastination are are more normalized whereas working on the this this i would call the it's almost a spiritual problem the yeah the envy problem yeah it's almost there's definitely ways to work on that but they're a lot of them are religion based <laughs> yeah and therefore not valid. Do you think that the the seven deadly sins are are valid? Because envy is one of them, right? Yeah. Do you think? I think that a lot of them good, are. Yeah. It's a good list. Yeah, mostly. What are they? Oh man, I've only seen the movie seven like three or four times, and not for a few years. So <laughs> this is like when we were trying to remember the seven dwarves. Yeah, like we can probably exactly do five the of them, but the other two will escape. <laughs> Gluttony. Yeah. Murder. Envy bashfulness bashfulness dopiness <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 murder envy gluttony those are three that we have yep. pride is one yep right sloth right um so yes we got to five five yes oh dang um oh uh wrath okay is the final okay sin That's at the ang- end of the movie just, like anger sort of or, no, it's like revenge? it's it's I think wrath is like um uh hurting something or like destroying something when you don't absolutely have to. Okay. So the we, demonstration of wrath at the end of 7 is that Brad Pitt shoots Kevin Spacey when he should just arrest him. Oh. Yeah, okay. All right. Um I am I'm looking it up because I don't think I don't think we're going to get there. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> okay. Per Wikipedia, the seven deadly sins, also known as the capital vices, seven traits of man or cardinal sins. I've never heard them 
referred to as the middle two of those. Capital vices? I yeah, like it. I know. Me too. It's <laughs> a good That's band a good, name. I was going right? to say. <laughs> yeah. It's my first band name. Okay. Okay. The one we missed is lust. Oh. Yeah. Pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. This, is, this isn't really even a question, but have you heard about the Area 51 raid? Yes, and I do think we should talk about it. I think... Are you joining? May, <laughs> we're going to have to find a question some, somewhere in this discussion just to put in the title of the, the podcast, but... Should we raid Area 51? <laughs> Go. Done. Um, no, I honestly know so little about this, so I really would like you to tell me... Oh, perfect, because I've been waiting for this day <laughs> for like 15 years. So what was the spark that ignited the Area 51 fire? I think it was the Bob Lazar documentary that came out on Netflix. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it or um, even heard of it. Well, Bob Lazar has been around for like 20 years okay. or probably more like telling this exact same story and like he just got a well-produced documentary exactly yeah. yeah nobody's nobody's ever taken him seriously enough to like actually make a proper okay. whatever like he's if you go back like i've seen everything there is to see on like ancient aliens and <laughs> yeah. fucking ufos and shit like so he pops up in just about everything but everything's so low budge that right like he's not a household name yeah so this i guess probably propelled him to that yeah so what is his thesis in this documentary <laughs> it's quote-unquote thesis <laughs> is that he worked at area 51 for i think only really like a few months okay before like quitting because he didn't feel comfortable that he was working on all this ufo shit right and like the public wasn't aware okay <clears throat> So he's a whistleblower of sorts. Yeah, exactly. Like he basically came out to to a news guy, like at the time, I think in right. probably like I don't know seventies or something. Yeah, and has just been basically promoting his story ever since. Okay, and what is his story? What does he say is going on there? He said he worked on UFOs. He said they have like nine U at the time had like nine UFOs in the hangar where he was working, like ships. Yeah, full-on flying saucers type okay. things. Yeah. Uh, he says he worked on, like, a propulsion system that was basically a gravity machine. Okay. Cool. And some other some other cool details. But, like, some of it seems pretty far-fetched, but some of it is, like, coming out as verifiable. Like, for instance, he describes, like, a really cool futuristic um, palm reader like okay. biometric scanner for yeah. your hand yeah uh that he was he'd been talking about for like so long and then it just recently was declassified that one of the bases in the area 51 area has one of these scanners and there's now a picture of it that's public and he's like that's the one that's the one okay and that's everything he's saying that's alien tech or um, he's not saying that's actually alien tech but it's like it's a weird detail that kind of proves that right. he knows what he's talking about Okay. And that was just something that they were working on then. Yeah, just like a classified yeah. cool little thing they had. Yeah. Okay. So this Netflix thing comes out. How did it get from there to 
were raiding Area 51. <laughs> like, I saw a lot of shit on Reddit about Area 51, but, like, mostly it was jokes and stuff. Like, I don't... Yeah. Where, how is... What's the journey from this documentary to there's a scheduled raid? On, <laughs> on... I don't really know, honestly. I think it's more like just the UFO community has now had this, like, giant bolstering yeah. from, like, new fans coming in. Right. And they're all, like... Like it's just it's just a, a nice storm of people finding out at the same time that right. they want to invade Area Fifty One. Yeah, and the buzz is strong enough that it's like actually making front page on Reddit. Like people have wanted to raid Area Fifty One UFO enthusiasts for forever. Yeah, are we gonna go? Like what? <laughs> I, honestly, I, it seems like more of a joke. Like I don't know that anyone's serious enough, but they have organized like a meeting date in a nearby like the the adjacent town to area 51 apparently they're getting together at a specific date and time so to all march down there together they're gonna march down there and and try to get through the and get shot to fuck <laughs> <laughs> like the uh the army or whatever has like released official statements saying we strongly advise you keep the fuck away <laughs> you know what we do here right it's trained army personnel it's all we are here yeah we're we're gonna fuck anyone up yeah but like can they kill can they just kill people like what what will they do that honestly i wouldn't put it past them to maybe kill like one or two people right but obviously it's like anything like i wish we could do this with more things yeah where people would organize and get things accomplished under the guise that they can't kill us all yeah area 51 seems like a waste as far as like <laughs> what's going on exactly in the world. that's so true if we were gonna rally around anything yeah it should not be area 51 especially not area 51 because area 51 has been in the media for so long they've moved all the real shit i know from there <laughs> that's the that's the hilarious plot hole of all this thing is that yeah. we gave them months notice about this raid so i mean we gave them months notice about the raid and we gave them decades notice about knowing that there might be something going on there yeah so if they haven't so moved the alien the actual alien stuff out of there then that's totally on them but they <laughs> they definitely have like it's well, not in a place where we know of now. i don't know that they did move it because it's almost like it's almost like the perfect excuse now at this point. <laughs> like, obviously, we moved it, guys. Don't even bother coming in here. So you think the government's we'd be, take... We'd be so dumb not to move the saucers, guys. Come on. So you think the government has password as their password, basically? <laughs> yeah, because that's the last thing we'd ever guess. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with no on that. I think it's in some mountain in the Rockies or something at this point, and we have no idea where it actually is. And Area 51, they probably just use for what they say they use it for, like just training and, and like new flight tech. My best guess is that they have like a normal operation going on at one level. Right. And then there's a deep, deep underground level where yeah. the shit is. Okay, so say that's true. The raid is not going to get to the deep. No. Like, it's not going to get that far. At best, you get... You cross the fence on the surface. Yeah. Before getting gunned like down. Which is like a fake fence to begin with. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not... They don't care that you walked through that fence. Yeah. That's the first line. They're just... Yeah. yeah. 
And then as soon as one person gets shot, it's not like it's going to ra- like strengthen the horde for this. No, that's I think that's what everyone counts on is that when you start to break out the anti-rioting measures, yeah. It disperses the crowd like every time. <laughs> yeah. Like you all go in under with the thought that they can't take us all out. Yeah. But that dissolves so quickly as soon as one or two people go down. Yeah. And especially for this, like, secret alien tech, okay. But if it was an actual issue in the world, like, if it was a march for, like, the stuff that's going on um, in China right now, like, like people are actually dying there for things they believe in. But nobody's going to die to see an alien face. Oh, people will. <laughs> Wait till you see the crowd that comes out for this raid. I think we should go, honestly. I'd love to go. I, I want to go and be in the back of it. I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't actually want to cross any line. <laughs> we have shirts that say, I'm not with stupids. <laughs> yeah, like, please, please don't. I, uh, I'm just here for the show. We should just go as press or something. Yeah. Yeah. 